Welcome to Coffee and Converse. I'm Diane and this is a show for lifestyle entrepreneurs, those people building a business to support their life instead of living to build a business. If this is you, stick around for strategies on doing business more efficiently with more ease and in a way that feels oh so good to you. Hey, hey, today we are going to go back to basics and I want to talk about ideal clients. I know, I know you've been in business for a while. You know who your ideal client is. You've done all the exercises. I still want to ask you to bear with me because I want to turn what you've been doing a little bit on its head today. So raise your hand if you have that detailed story about your ideal client, Jen with the two small children who loves yoga, or Mary who's in a corporate career that's crushing her soul and really wants to travel the world, right? We've all done it. When you're a newbie business owner, this is the kind of story, and we usually base it on a past client that we loved, or somebody that we worked with that we loved, or somebody that we spent time with and that we love. This can really help you get over that very first hurdle in business of I am for everyone, right? The first time someone tries to get you to niche, You're like, but I can help everyone. This is that first level of ideal client avatar. It's that first baby step in niching. And it's great because it helps you clarify your content and your marketing. But now you've grown and developed as an entrepreneur, your avatar needs to grow and develop with you. So your niche is traditionally what you do and who you do it for. If you picture a two circle Venn diagram where you have one circle is what you do and the other circle is who you do it for and where they overlap, that's your niche, right? And you can reduce your niche by making either of those circles smaller so you can narrow down who you do it for and you can narrow down what you do or you can narrow down both let's go into it with a completely fresh mind fresh piece of paper let's just see what comes up for you and what might need an update So first up, who you do it for. So your target market. At its simplest, your target market is just a group of customers that you want to sell to. It can be super broad, like entrepreneurs or women, or it can be narrow. Female makers living in your town or city making 50 to 85k per year. Usually we describe this circle of the Venn diagram, this target market, as demographics, geography, income. We're talking about describing that collective group of people. I know you know this, sometimes it just helps to hear everything fresh again, never know what's going to spark it. So what is your target market? If you think through the collective groups you serve, coaches with large Facebook groups, female copywriters, I think it's really important here for you to allow yourself to think about groups, industries, causes that really light you up right now. This will allow you to think of maybe different groups who aren't already embedded in your business. So there is no wrong answer here. Now the other side of the equation, so we've done the one circle, Now the other side of the equation is what products and services do you offer? The same way we did target market and we thought through who we collectively were interested in, I want you to think about all the things that you can offer and whether that's something that you offer now or it's something that you have been thinking about offering or dreaming about offering or offered in the past, let's just populate that circle with it. And traditionally, if we were going to niche, we would now look at who are your target market, what problems do they have and where do your offers solve those problems? And that overlap would be your niche, right? And when you needed to narrow it, you could narrow one or the other. You could narrow who you help, you could narrow what you did, and that's traditionally niching. Here's the problem with that. When we talk about what we do in that Venn diagram, we tend to talk about the transformation or the result that we offer, the solution to the problem. And this is because we're really taught to build client-centric businesses. We're taught to think about the things that we have to offer, the skills that we can offer, the products that we can offer, and who would be willing to buy those things. 
things. But what if we flip this on its head? What if we don't think about so much our skills in the what we do situation and we make sure that we're thinking about our superpowers? So our superpowers are those innate talents. Skills can be learned through experience, through book learning, through schooling, on-the-job training, certifications. Those can be skills. Our innate talent is the thing that leads us to lose time. It's the thing that's super energizing for us. We forget to eat. We forget to go to the bathroom. We suddenly look up and we've gone from daylight to nighttime and we didn't even notice, right? It's the thing that gets us into that flow state. And so what if we cared just as much about how we deliver that solution as what the solution is? So we look for the best format for you to deliver that result or transformation that keeps you in your superpower, that keeps you in the zone. What happens instead is many entrepreneurs land up building business models that successfully bring them clients. Clients are prepared to pay them, but because they're prepared to deliver it in the format that the client wants, they're getting completely drained behind the scenes. So where we have our niche diagram, in the one circle we have what we do, the other circle we have who we do it for, I want you to add a third circle that is how we deliver it. And you will see that that will naturally niche you. So you could be an Instagram strategist for female coaches, for example. Some of those female coaches will be prepared to pay a premium for fast results. They want a VIP day. Some are going to thrive in a community of similar people. They want a group program. Some are looking for really long-term support as they grow. They're probably looking for more one-to-one -one coaching. Some might just need some tactical content, a couple of Q&A calls. They probably want something more like a membership. If you are then trying to pretzel yourself to offer all four, you are going to get drained behind the scenes which means you're not going to show up at your best and then if you don't show up at your best how can you hope to get your clients the best result that they could get as a side note if you are pretzeling yourself into all four methods i want you to think about the ones that aren't in your superpower the ones that are draining you you are probably not charging enough for them because you haven't factored in the prep time to get yourself ready to show up excited and enthusiastic and you probably haven't factored and you probably haven't factored in the recovery time afterwards and so your ideal client is the person from your target market who finds the exact solution to their problems in your office and the person seeking a vip day and a person seeking a lower touch membership are not the same person. Let me use myself as an example. So my superpower is innovation. The best thing to drive my innovation engine is momentum, not really the stop start of a weekly program. My brain will keep going and get better and see more connections the longer it has on a particular problem. I also know that deep strategy work can't really happen in 45 minute increments. On a weekly basis you can probably hit like one silo each week but what you're going to miss is that thinking time where you see the connections between your team and your offers the systems that you use and your superpower your challenges and your clients and i know that on a day-to-day -day basis it can be really hard to shut out the world and have that strategic thinking time so i know that i show up at my best and my clients are best served by a vip day it marries together what i do who i help and how how I do it. And yes, I will lose prospective clients who are looking for something slower and more longer term and more accountability driven and implementation driven. But they are not my ideal clients. And that's okay. Because if I did pretzel myself into that weekly one to one, I'm not going to show up at my best and they're not going to get the best results. It would simply be coming from a place of scarcity, from a place of fear. So if your ideal client is the person from your target market who finds the exact solution to their problems in your office, shouldn't the exact solution include the exact format that works for you so that you can show up at your best and they can get the best result? 
enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow the podcast and leave us a review.